Welcome back, you 390 millionaires. We are in week three uh, of the fantasy season. Uh, another incredible week of football. Have I mentioned how good it is to have football back? Um, I don't know. We're, I, I, we're right in the thick of it now. We've had some major injuries happen to a lot of different teams. We've got some undefeated performances. We've got some winless performances to go over uh but that's for later in the show uh let me introduce my co-host uh we got mike pelt and we got gertie mike hey guys how you doing gertie struggling over there after last week or what fuck having no ir spot <laughs> there it is there it is right, right off the top we, there he is. We knew we were... it's it's gonna be happening throughout the podcast i'll be ranting on this shortly i'm also super excited about having our guest who have 100 percent met before I don't know why anyone would ever say I've not met this gentleman before. <laughs> well, that that other voice that you heard, uh, everybody, is uh, our one of those undefeated teams. It's uh, it's Jay. Jay, welcome to the uh, the podcast. I love fantasy football. <laughs> Perfect. Definitely our first choice for the show tonight. So it's great to have you on. Hundred percent. Yeah. No other options there. Um, All right. So before we get into this, I'm just going to go on a quick rant. Sorry, guys. Do it. I, I, I can't. Out. I can't. I can't start off the podcast by saying how fucking stupid it is. We don't have an IR spot. Look. Okay. Don't. Yeah. Don't. Don't blame the messenger because the guy has four people on IR that he fucking drafted. <laughs> it's not about me. I don't do things about me. I do it for you all. I fight the fights that I don't think you guys can. So I'm putting my reputation on the line, advocating for an IR spot. Not for the Saquons, who we lost and you draft second overall. Not for the Ray Gores or the Sterling Shepherds. But for the run CMCs, you know? For the Aaron Donalds of the world, who's not even injured. But if he did, you need a spot for the man. We don't even have defensive tackles in this league. But if there's a time that we do, you want that IR spot. So God damn it, get that spot going. Mike, you were a great commissioner. In Keeper, you didn't even ask the question. You just added IR spots for everybody. Because you knew it was the right thing to do. So, Andre, just fucking do it! Powerful. Powerful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's from the heart. There's a lot to say there, Gertie. I, I, think, I think I agree with a lot of the points you, you bring up. In defense of Andre, which I can't believe that I'm doing, Um we did talk about it in the off season and then it just kind of like fizzled out. And so I'm like, I'm Sue, I'm just confused as to why we didn't move forward within it because I don't think there was any um, opposition in the league to having an extra IR. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, no. But I, th- I think it, I think it speaks to our league as a whole and just our attention span is very limited. That being said, a good commissioner would hurt us towards a decision. And sometimes I feel like our current commissioner doesn't really do that. 
And so you know what? You're you're damn right with that point. And it's like our commissioner is the Green Party. It's neutral. No one votes for him. No, but everyone knows it's good for the climate. And that's what I'm feeling right now with this. No, guys, you're bringing up some great points. We've talked about attention span. Uh, we're talking about politics, and I, I think those are things that are really prevalent with this issue, which has really highlighted something that I think we're all forgetting, and that's history. Uh, I've been in this league a long time, longer than some other people in this league. And uh, one of the things we got to recognize is we've played this way for a long time. And, and, and you guys come in here with your, with your hot button issues and with your, your takes uh, saying, you know, add this IR spot, you know, do this, change. Uh, you know, if we keep doing these crazy things you guys are bringing up, it, what is this league even going to look like in, you know, a couple of years? That's, that's, that's what I've got to say about it. I think you guys are, are flagging um, falsely, if I'm honest. Wow. And, and I think you need to remember that. Wow. That's a hard-hitting take right there. J- Jay, the voice of reason. When does that happen? My goodness. I didn't like it, but I felt it was needed. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of hot air, Gertie, uh, let's uh, let's do a quick recap of last week. Where do we want to start? Let's start with you. I mean, I went <clears> to bed Monday night, and you were winning. I'm sorry, you were losing. And I was like, my good buddy Curtis is going to get his first win in 390 too tired to stay up to watch the end of the game and i woke up and i felt for him you came through but i will give it to you that's what champs do champ well i mean curtis is an absolute dog i i think this is going to be market market on your calendars like i gotta give i gotta give respect to curtis because he he threw it out there last week and i <laughs> i think i actually texted in the chat but halfway through the the four o'clock games, that I was like, "It's over! Like I can't. Mm-hmm. Th- there's no way I'm coming back from it." And at one point, he was eighty, or I was I was project like I had to get eighty points to beat him, and then he just kept scoring, and I was just like, "There's no chance at this." Um, but then my first and second round pick put up a combined sixty points in their games, and that was kind of that was kind of the difference. Uh-huh. So, I mean. Yeah. I'm next match I have with Curtis because he's in the division. I'm gonna have to put my head on a swivel. But am I thankful that I that I won? Yeah. Am I uh-huh. um, excited that I put down Curtis like the dog he is? Also, yeah. <laughs> also, Mike, you put yourself in a very precarious situation just there. Now Pat knows his good luck charm is you sleeping. So if you ever wake up again, I will be very uh. impressed. <laughs> oh shit! Yeah, that's that's devastating Ooh. for you. <laughs> that is some bad news right there, my friend. Wow. Well, I Jay, do you like this as a full-time gig? <laughs> no. It's uh, Sundays for sleeping to begin with. True fact. Yeah. I kudos, say, kudos, champ. That was, Jay, a, that was a big win. Two for two on, on facts. Do you guys think that's the worst loss? Like, highest point total loss in the league? Our stats guy didn't dig that up for this week, so we'll have to fact check it later. Thanks, stats guy. Um, but 152 and to lose, that's got to be up there. I think it's devastating when you had the second highest score thus far this season, um, and you come away with a loss. Like, that's special. You know, that's something to, uh, to hold in your heart and, and bring forward the rest of the season. If, if Curtis, uh, uh, doesn't use this as fuel, uh, I don't know what he's going to do with the rest of his season. Cause this is, uh, this is devastating. 
It, it, it may be. I, I'm not. I'm not quite sure. We can we can try and go back and look that up. But uh, no, heck yeah, I'm super excited to uh, to be one and one, and the uh, the rest of the season is right now. So let, let's bring it on. Um, that must being be said, nice. must be it must be nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, our remaining undefeated teams are Neville, who I, I play this weekend. Nolan, who Pelt plays this weekend, mm-hmm. and Jay, our, go- our our guest today. Jay, what mm. does it feel like to be undefeated? Listen, it feels uh, it's kind of like uh, everything I, I work so hard for has been proven absolutely correct. You know, I thought uh, that I was doing a good job, and and when Sud said that my bench was weak, I, I thought he was weak in his opinions and his mind, uh, and this has been proven because uh, I haven't even lost a game yet. Um, if I look at Sud's team, he has. So. You know, who am I going to trust? I'm going to trust myself. So it just really tells me that I should keep doing exactly what I want to do uh, for my own self, uh, and I'll remain undefeated. No, not let anyone else uh, drag me down, you know? That's a, that's a, a Mamba mentality I think he got mm-hmm. going on right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... Well, he's, he's dead, so I don't want too much of that mentality. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> no, but you've had some great weeks, Jay. I think your lowest point total is about 125, and that's... That's nothing to mm-hmm. shake your head at. So, uh, kudos to you. Thank you so much. Must be nice. Well, let's talk <laughs> about that, Gertie. Um, last week, you played Neville not in one but two leagues, and I heard you lost both. <laughs> I don't know why you would bring that up. I don't think anyone enjoys <laughs> that conversation and wants to have that content. Look, I think. I, I mentioned this before, and I'll mention this again. Like the Frankenstein monster, I'm taking the lightning from Neville and rising from the ashes to win my next number of games, starting with my cant over here. That's what I'm <laughs> going to tell you right now. You know? So, yeah, I lost to Neville twice. <laughs> and I'll, I'll own it. That's the chip on my shoulder I needed to say that I can come back from this. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, if losing to Neville is what I needed to do to just take the reins of this league again, then that's what it's, that's what it has to be. I can hate... I, I can take... My, my pride can take it, okay? Mm-hmm. I know losing to Neville is like watching a cat beat a dog in a fight. Like, it shouldn't happen. A big it's like, dog. It's like, <laughs> it's like watching a salmon eat a bear. Like, it shouldn't happen. Like, these things don't happen. But... It did. And it happened twice last week. It yeah. happened twice last week. is <laughs> a crazy year. Um, we all know that. Gertie, I'll tell you right now, if a dog gets beat by a cat twice in a fight, you just stop putting that dog in fights. That's Maybe. True. Maybe. <laughs> or maybe the dog is playing the long game. Maybe the dog knows that if he shows weakness a little bit at the beginning, people will doubt the dog. Hmm. Maybe people will trade in Brandon Cooks for nothing, like we've talked about many times. <laughs> but that dog always remembers. That dog. I could. That dog is Beethoven. That's right, folks. Wow. That dog plays a fucking great piano and wins fantasy football leagues. Um, I could be mistaken, but I'm pretty sure Vic went to jail for what we're talking about, having dogs fight cats. Yeah, I was going to say, mm-hmm. we're getting close to Vic's territory, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm not advocating for them fighting. I'm saying if there was a fight, if this right. fight were to happen, yeah. That and and let's say, let, put the cat and dog analogy away. Salmon eat bear. <laughs> That's what we're talking about here, not vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> the endangered species of salmon. 
<laughs> endangered species. Yeah. Like a fre- freshwater salmon. Yeah. It just come up and they're slapping the shit out of a bear. Yeah. And the bear's like, stop. <laughs> and then he like clutches his knee and it's like the best knee. It's the knee that he drafted. Um, in yeah. third overall, second overall, what was it? Yeah. And welcome <laughs> to the sequel of Finding Dory. all right i think we're mixing metaphors enough so why don't we move into our first section when i look at the waiver wire all i see is a salmon that paid 42 dollars for mike davis who could have paid two wow (laughs) so could have paid two uh, is that the is that the number i haven't looked yet we've got a that is could have paid two i mean i don't know who's hacking yahoo dot com email addresses to find out this information, but we should start an investigation and bench his players while we do. <laughs> My bench players will get the same amount as uh, Saquon will this week, so I think that might be fair. Ooh. Probably more if I had to guess. <laughs> if I had to guess. Yeah, um, well, who... they, they don't have sweet caps. <laughs> <laughs> who, who's driving this car? Who, who's running this this segment? Jump in here. I'll jump in here, and we say, obviously, the Justin Herbert sweepstakes were a tight one. We had a lot of teams there. Um, there was a couple of people who uh, who came in a little low, and, uh, you know, you're, you're undefeated, Cooking in the Woods and My Can't. Both had the exact same offer, which would have been uh, heartbreaking for either of them to lose. But, of course, it was Guns and Burroughs's. Barroses? I don't know how you want Burroses. to say this. Barroses. Okay, yeah. Um, who who uh, emptied the coffers completely to uh, to pull in Herbie? Um, who we who who we do or do not know dressed up as a doctor and stabbed Tyrod Taylor? Um, <laughs> obviously, um, pretty unique the situation there that we can talk about. Listen, Jarek McKinnon obviously had a number of suitors uh, with a winning offer. Uh, of $21, and that was great. You had a couple of other top guys, but again, you know, um, we have one player who who was a, a star, a stud, if you will, Mike Davis. We expect him to be uh, carrying the load in Carolina, um, and only two people uh, were interested in the uh, uh, services of Mike Davis. Um, one for $1, and one for $42. <laughs> okay, he, he, this is actually a serious question. Are you able to see how many people bid on a player? Yeah. Yes, you are absolutely well, able. Go to league, yeah. Go to transactions, go to fab offers. Oh, well, that's some fucking bullshit right there. Everyone knew I was thinking Mike Davis. That's why no one even bothered to bid on him. They yeah, knew it was, that the lead back a- in Carolina, CMCs could be out for six weeks. This is what gets you to the championship until Mike Gusecki, not Mike Gusecki, Miles Gaskin, sorry, the other star that I picked up the week before leading Miami's red game that we all know is going to be fantastic, takes Tonight, the load from there on out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm not starting him, but it's fine. Uh, the point fu- being is that Mike, you can't shit on Mike Davis. We know that he's going to be leading Carolina. We know that they're going to be playing from behind. We know he's big in the passing game. And when you lose your third overall pick to IR, you got to make some bold swings. And I went for the fences, and I won. So I'm, you know, I'm I'm okay with it. I have a my bigger question, and maybe it's in the name here. But what the hell is a lifeless fish fish doing? Who lost? My yeah, <laughs> that's exactly my point. Okay. So, Gertie, you bring up the point when you lose your third overall pick, you got to swing for the fences. The first overall pick sat on his fucking hands. What is he doing? Oh. I don't understand how he's not in this sweepstakes. 
Don't worry, he's starting Eckler, Hines, and Singletary, so he's fine, guys. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, sorry, did we already skip to Andre's running backs? My God. <laughs> now, we all got to remember, of course, that Lifeless Fish is in a different time zone, and, you know, he's only had about a year to figure out the difference, um, so maybe he's just behind the times on when he needs to get those uh, waiver wire submissions in. Maybe. That's yeah. a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I mean, I, I'll i be honest. I'm very surprised to hear only one other suitor put a dollar in for Mike Davis. They might have been, you know, realizing that I was the only one that was going to get him. I know Andre was texting me trying to figure out my offers, but then also subsequently <laughs> said, I have the best RBs in the league, and I don't need that waiver wire bullshit. So, I mean, you know, back. That sounds unfortunately a lot like Andre. My goodness. Yeah. Who here's, uh, a picture, here's a picture of a projector. Yeah, don't forget Latavius Murray was his number two RB last week. Yeah. yeah. He lost, by the way. Oh. Shocking. Oh. That's crazy. Sorry, the final the final two players I don't I think we, we skipped him. Uh, Russell Gage with uh eleven dollar bid going to from Russia with Chubb. And then uh, Mike Gasecki Mike going in with $26 to the token Blackman. Uh, Pelt, why don't you talk us through the Mike Gusecki, uh bid? I was torn a little bit on this, and I was like, I can go lower. And I just looked at his usage, and I looked at that Miami offense, and I was like, I feel like he's going to keep getting hits, even especially if Tua comes in. Um, and I really need to kind of hopefully solidify that tight end position. Spoiler alert, it's not going to be through Gertie later in the trade segment I'll talk about. But yeah, I was just like, I'm going to throw 26 <laughs> up there. I think that that should get him for me. And I don't know, it was a bit of an overpayment for sure. But um, I'm just trying to find someone to fit that spot. I, I think you've got the tight end position figured out, though. Honestly, I feel I disagree. like tight ends are, are so deep this year. Oh, you disagree, Gertie. What a surprise. Yeah. Yeah, I also think tight ends are actually very shallow, and there's maybe one or two that every team really needs, and they're both online. <laughs> oh, you're okay. Well, this is, you know what? I think this Gertie, is. Can we get a rate team. card for those tight ends? Yeah, one and two. Both mine. Wow. Guys, one, can you some? This just Gertie think, doesn't um, know what a rate card is. A rate card? A rate card. What are the what are the going rates for those two top oh, end tight ends? Oh, I thought you meant rate them as in one and two. Well, this we'll, I, I think we'll I'll jump in here. Trade segment. This is this is a perfect segue to the trade segment. So You're welcome. Uh, we've got uh, rumors on the street, and I think that's uh, that's being led by Pelt. Do we ever have some rumors yeah. on the street? I'll start with sorry, Gertie, your opponent last week, Neville, trying to trade for a quarterback. Um, thought it was quite hilarious myself. They didn't know Tyrod was out. Even if he wasn't, I think we could all know that Herbert was going to start last week. So um, Neville's been shopping for a QB. Uh, he contacted me directly. So that source is me. We'll say I <laughs> shook my head at the offer that was made and also shook my head at the second offer that was made. Um, he was trying to get Tua off my bench, who I'm pretty high on and think he might be starting later. So. Also, Jimmy G's hurt, so I ain't, I ain't moved my quarterback for no scrub. No, you're better than that. No. And then... Tell, well, I, if, so. if Neville does listen, let him know that I got the the backup in L.A. So if he wants to make a deal, I'm, I'm right here. I'll make that deal with him, no problem. If, he, if you guys are interested in uh, a bench player, he's your guy. I hope he offered you at least Jordan Howard, because that's, that's some spice that could be uh, in Andre's top lineup. 
Woo! Top running back. Woo! Oh, what other uh, what other rumors are you hearing, Mike? So not so much of rumors. Again, direct source information from me. I'll get into the rumors in a second. But but Gertie's been talking some trades. I have it from a high up source. You know that he had deals, uh, talks going with the three of us um, and Nolan. So. <laughs> Gertie's been trying to move those tight ends, and it, it wasn't successful with me. I felt like we almost got uh, to a place that might have worked, uh, Gertie, but I needed Keenan coming back in that deal, so sorry. I don't know if you have anything to add on that, and I don't know about... So I didn't get any specific intel to what the deals you guys were dealing with, um, but you guys can elaborate further if you'd like. Yeah, I mean, uh, you guys can take this one. I don't know shit. <laughs> I don't know shit. I'll, I'll let the guests jump in. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I can certainly speak directly that uh, that Gertie made overtures to me, um, both in uh, acceptable and unacceptable manners. Um, and again, you know, he's just trying to get something done. He 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 did a classic scenario and really approve of this uh, for him, where he he kind of said he was looking to make trades, and I was kind of inquiring. But he did the classic, uh, let me speak first, let me make the opening uh, bids or or otherwise. Uh, but of course, I rebuffed him because that's a classic and an old school strategy, uh, and so I didn't make any offers, and so uh, so we didn't trade anything at all. <laughs> so it was a really really tough and well fought trade that didn't wow. happen. It sounds it sounds like classic negotiate, negotiating. Mm. It was fierce. I felt a lot like uh, Bruce Willis in the hit film The Negotiator. <laughs> the titular role. Indeed. Indeed. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, um, what I'll say on that is, is that if we're talking movies, I feel like trading with any of you is the opposite of the Denzel Washington movie, The Equalizer. Because everyone... Whoa. Everyone offers these ludicrous trades, and yeah, I'll, I'll be honest. I'm trying to make some things happen. I'm hearing Nolan fucking bitch about how oh, there's no trades. I messaged the guy. He's not interested in in coming to the dance. Oh, I messaged you yeah. three fellas. No dancing <laughs> partners so far. I mentioned Suds, and here's here's one so, thing I'll mention about Suds. Guy leaves me on red. That doesn't even respond to my message asking me to do a trade. Oh, guy I, does me I, bad. That's feisty. That's a dirty that trick. Was, that was that was dirty. I mean, I say, hey, thought you know we're old friends here, old pal. Figure we can maybe talk some trade. God just I'm, leaves me on red, uh, and actually he left I'm, me on unread for like two hours. Then posted in three ninety, and then like two hours later, read the message and no response. That's the level of detail I'm doing during my work days to try and make a trade happen. Uh, so <laughs> my productivity right now. I I will jump in. I will jump in and say I gave you a very fair deal, and you have taking it you're thinking it over but as of this moment i don't think it's going to happen um you, you, you if i can if i can maybe sort of speculate as to why you're getting a certain type of offer there gertie i think it's because we all recognize that there's blood in the water around this right and so we all want to get our hands on that new, shiny new toy and you're missing you're missing starting caliber players so i think i offered you a three for two the one player, the one player. Do you mind if I say, Gertie? I don't mind. Yeah, yeah say. Okay yeah, go for it. Talk about it. Let it out. So, the offer, the offer that I that I put out was Deshaun Watson and Keenan Allen for Jared Goff, Mark Ingram, and I gave you your choice of Brandon Cooks or Michael Gallup. And to me, those are three starters. And to you, I think the the issue becomes what is Ingram really worth? So. Yeah, it perception perception of players is always so funny. It's uh 
if one player just like stinks to uh, to another person, it's just like it's tough to mm-hmm. uh, tough to get by. But mm-hmm. um, it's all it's Apparently all conversation. All stink to everyone else. That's what I'm here. Well, I mean, my trades minus Keenan Allen. Everyone wants Keenan. Oh, Herbert's starting. Let's get Keenan. I drafted him for a reason, people. I know he's good. <laughs> I, I think you've got to be realistic about it sometimes, and being like, can I? Can I divide and conquer potentially? And and you've got some good assets. You just got to leverage it the way, the right way. That being said, if my if my offer gets rejected, I'm not going to be hurt by it. I understand that these trades are a conversation, right? And every we've got a we've got a league full of like pearl clutchers. I think sometimes, and everybody, yeah, I agree. Um, everybody just needs to sort of recognize that your team isn't perfect, and you can get better. Um, and it's just it's just a matter of voicing what you need and and. And going from there, Jay, I want to applaud you. You've uh, you're you're my sort of like most improved trader this season. Mm. I saw you make a, make a turn um, here in another league, and I just I don't know. I just wanted to I want to make sure that we don't get through this podcast without me saying I respect the fuck out of you for that, man. You're mm. you're you're learning the ways of the trade. And it's mm-hmm. really cool to see. Thank you so much. And yeah, I mean, I think uh, Gertie is uh, kicking himself, obviously, for not taking a a trade offer that made him earlier in the season. It's really turned on a dime for him. And I'm going to be looking for more deals. Uh, Feeling good. Feeling like uh, I'm in a position of power right now. Obviously, uh, no other fantasy football team in this league has defeated me. Um, And so I can see a lot of people coming for the king. And my only advice is, uh, if you do so, you best not miss. Oh, it's great. It's great stuff. Just so, I mean, you mentioned attitude. conversation. You mentioned conversation. Once again, I'll just go back to the fact that suds. Conversation means you reply. Second of all, I'm going to just direct this right to you, Neville. You beat me in two leagues. But your number one quarterback's about to lose his job. That's Carson Wentz. And your number three quarterback doesn't have a job. Or a love. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you this, Neville. You want to talk trade? You want QB? I got a nice 43-year-old man. Perfect hairline. <laughs> that could be available in trade. Come, come, come a knocking, Neville. Come a knocking, because wow. uh, you know it mm-hmm. might be the door might be open to the dance. I don't so, want to. I don't want to speak for Neville, but I think we might be giving him too much credit that he can figure out that riddle you just gave to him. But I agree. Uh, that's that's why I'm going to spell that. His name is Tom. <laughs> there we go. Fair point. There You're absolutely go. right. So, guys, I've got a word from multiple sources, and I can't name them, and they're not Andre. So, <laughs> Definitely not. Definitely, definitely not. not. Hollow's trade offers have been far more reasonable this year, um, is what these sort of are telling me. And shit. Apparently, this isn't news to you guys, because apparently you're publicly trying to get rid of the Pittsburgh D. Didn't know that was public, but my source says it is. So, No, it, it definitely is. Yeah, okay. I, think they're, I think they're a great piece to trade with. But that means that, if I can jump in here, that means that I'm looking to upgrade like running back or a quarterback. That's where right. the Pittsburgh D is available. Mm. Okay. I just don't know if so, I personally but, don't see that value. You know, same same thing with tight end and dealing with Gertie. I'm always looking to make a deal, but they're kind of a dime a dozen. I'll well, see what Mike Kosecki puts up a donut tonight. You come calling next week. Oh, I need a donut. <laughs> <laughs> Mike is going to fuck shit up tonight, so let's get ready. Yeah, hopefully not an ACL. 
I can see I can see the headlines tomorrow. Mike Gusecki, more like Mike Gusecki. Oh, oh. laughing all End the way the to the donut shop. You don't get any better than that. End it now. <laughs> We've talked about Gertie, but I'll just tell you what my source said. He seems to be more interested in selling than buying when it comes to his tight ends. Um, so I don't know what that means, but it's there. Uh, Jay, you were called out personally by the source. Um, you're trying to sell high on Aaron Jones, is what they're hearing. Mm, interesting. Is that even possible? I, I, I'll, I'll counter that question or that statement. Whoever said that, Andre, you need to uh, check Aaron Jones's performance so far. Yeah, Andre. <laughs> Listen, I, when you're in a position uh, to to wheel and deal, you're gonna you're not necessarily saying uh, I'm I'm looking to move somebody of, of Aaron Jones's uh, caliber. But if somebody comes in with a real hot offer, do you do you just close the door in their face? No, you know you entertain. You put out some tea. You get some crumpets. You you invite them to eat maybe one or two, and not more than that of your crumpets and and you discuss it you think about it so um i think anyone who who is hoping to to grab let's say a, a, a you know a, a dynastic uh running back like aaron jones for me they're gonna uh they're gonna have to come with an offer that 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 floors me and i and i don't know if that's out there so um am i entertaining offers of course always absolutely am i, am I making overtures not really not really. I'm, I'm happy with what I've got, but uh, but yeah, I think your source might be a little bit uh, misconstrued on, on on how actively shopped the player is. Um, but uh, but listen, we're always going to listen to uh, to what's out there because because we're all just trying to do our best. All right, we're all just trying to do our best, and, and let's help each other out if we can. You hear that Love source? Um, <laughs> <laughs> this one's interesting. Andre has been aggressively trying to dump Ronald Jones and DeAndre Swift to improve wide receiver. I don't know why on earth Andre would try to trade two running backs to get a receiver, but that's a hot take. That's, you... That is as hot as you can get. That's gold. That's not well, that... Guys, it sounds like, uh, if I may jump in again, I, I think Andre is really kind of going, we may have misunderstood him. We, may, we might not quite comprehend what he's up to. I think he's doing the zero RB strategy where he's got zeros for RBs, and so he's going to just try and really double down on that. Maybe. <laughs> the thing that I love about Andre is he still hasn't dropped Armstead. He still has the only COVID player sitting on his bench, even though he's lost his job. <laughs> I was so desperate oh for RB. He has four backups Please? in his bench. One with COVID and still has not dropped him. Oh, God. Oh I also gosh. just realized for the first time ever that Andre doesn't even have a third QB on the roster and didn't bid for Herbert. My God, this guy is right. on another level fantasy-wise. Oh, my gosh. It's great. This um, is uncomfortable. Okay, last, last, for, sorry guys, the, the trade mill is buzzing. I gotta get these out. No, no, no. It's a hot start to the season, there's no doubt. This one's big, and Gertie brought him up earlier. Nolan is afraid to be neviled, um, so he's been spewing absolute bullshit deals, <laughs> and he's a coward. That's what the source said. <laughs> Again, okay. can't, can't name you, but... Of course not. Huge, huge development. Huge yeah. development. But if Nolan is being compared to Neville, things are not going well. Do you that think is... that uh, that Nolan's asking for a King's Ransom? Ooh. <laughs> like the Andres. So he's interested in Swift and Ronald Jones? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I'm saying. I don't know. Just asking the question. I don't want to name the source, but, uh, you know, oh. he's he's 
he's more Joker than King. Let's just say that. More Jester, I would say. Oh, man. Sorry. I have to go back to the source that said Rojo and Swift are on the block. <laughs> Who is telling you that? Because, like, I, 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 can't, I, can't, I can't name names. It's can't name fair. Oh, my gosh. That is such bullshit. It makes no sense. Rojo doesn't even have the starter's job anymore. It just hurts my head looking at that possibility. You know, Pat, some people try to sell high on their players. Others go with a different strategy. They sell low on their players. They know when their players have the lowest possible value, and they say, this is my time to strike. If that is true, if it is true that Andre is trying to sell Ronald Jones at his lowest possible point, Andre is the value village of this league. Um, it it's nonsense. It's nonsense that that that's a trade that I I don't I don't believe that source is basically mm. what I'm saying. Oh well. Oh my god, that hurts my head. Yeah, that's all I got for you on rumors. On Talking the about a hurt head matchup of the week. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of info. A lot a lot yeah. of going on. That's a lot to process. Definitely hurts my head like this matchup of the week. Um, yeah, Jay. You had the perfect segue prior. I tried to do half as good of a job, which is the offer that you offered me half as good. Um, what do you What do you think about the matchup of the week? Why don't you tell it, tell it to the viewers? Listen, I think uh, I think we've got a lot of uh, possibility for surprises. Like if Ronald Jones or, or DeAndre Swift get points, I'd be surprised. Um, I think you know I'm excited to see uh, we've got a we've got a Mahomes matchup with Baltimore that's exciting for one of the players on either of these two teams. Um, yeah, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be one to watch. Will uh, Will Philip Lindsay play? Doesn't matter. He's on the bench. Um, will Raquel Armstead get cured of COVID? Who can say? We have no idea what's going on with that disease. Um, there's a lot of fun things to watch. A lot of fun storylines here. In the end. Um, I'm just going to say, in the, in the classic scenario, um, the best player usually puts the team ahead. And listen, I like Josh Allen. I like what he's doing in this season. I think, uh, you know, for all that uh, lifeless fish has happed into a, a number of things, Josh Allen is one of the good choices they've made. But I think Patty Mahomes uh, and Baltimore, that shootout means that uh, uh, Beats by DeAndre is going to take the win on this one and, and pick up their first win of this season. Wow. That's, uh, that is a hot Goldering take. I I gotta go with the fish here, and I'll tell you why. Yes, we, we can talk at end about the Ronald Jones the second starting and DeAndre Swift, which I feel like it's not even get enough airtime, even though we spent half the tough podcast talking about it. But he has a wild card in, in Darius Slayton. I think he's gonna get a ton of targets uh this week as pretty much one of the only pass catching options on the Giants, along with another player, Evan Ingram, who's available on tight end. Um, there's also what the fish does have though, is also very weak running backs with single. <laughs> My God, I'm like, it's, it's tough. Um, but Eckler, I think is probably the best of the RBs. Eckler alone can put up more points than the rest of fish and beats RBs put together. Mm-hmm. Um, DJ Moore is going to put up some points for Carolina. I think he he came out last week as a little bit more constant. Uh, Deontay Johnson's looked even better than Juju this year. I think he might even be the wide receiver to have in Pittsburgh right now. So, I think that, you know, Fish versus Deandre might even be equal on the wide receiver train. 
because uh, Robbie Anderson is been really good as well, although it's uh, a little bit interesting. You start two receivers from the same team. And <laughs> the best RB is there. Uh, we know how important the tight end position is, and Mark Andrews is much better than Smith. So I, I give it to the to the fish. And I also think that the San Fran 49ers defense, even though they're missing two big weapons, can put up a lot of points. And we know how good Minnesota's defense is, right? Put up a lot of points against the QB. He's also starting. Yeah, it's a win-win situation here, guys. Absolutely. A classic win-win. If Jones throws up a bunch of points, sure, it hurts, it hurts his own team, but he gets those points. It, he, what he's hoping for is the perfect scenario. Jones plays great, but San Francisco gets Slayton to fumble multiple times, uh, thus allowing 49ers to score and get the points, also making sure that Daniel Jones only throws to Evan Ingram, and everybody wins in this scenario, and I think this is very likely. <laughs> okay, Gertie's still pumping his own trade market. This is great mm-hmm. to hear, though. I, this um, is fantastic. But Gertie, through that whole explanation, you actually convinced me to change my pick to Andre. Um, <laughs> like I hate that he started his quarterback against his D, and also that he has two wide receivers going against the Chargers. Um, so <laughs> I'm going with Andre, and I think he's going to win this week. And I love how we also uh, waited to last for the guy who's hosting this segment. So go ahead, Hall. Yeah. So this is uh, this is the matchup of the week. Uh, this is a new segment that we're going to try and do. Uh, I've dubbed this matchup the Lost at Sea match, uh, an ode to my earlier um, insults at both Danish and Andre in the preview episode. Um, I'll start off with Danish. He's off to uh, a, a strong start here in 390. Um, and, and due in large part to Josh Allen, who discovered a strong passing dimension to his game. He's got Christian McCaffrey, who was doing Christian McCaffrey things. Uh, and then in week two, Austin Eckler, uh, not forgotten by the Chargers anymore. So he's got a very strong core there. Unfortunately, the injury bug has hit um, Danish's team quite hard, um, maybe as hard as uh, Saquon these, but that's another uh, debate for another <laughs> podcast. Um, to me, it just looks like there Danish is a little bit of a wounded animal at the, at this point, um, and I think it's the it's a prime opportunity for Andre to strike and get that first that first win of the season. Um, he his Andre's team up until this point has been terrible uh barely a pulse uh, <laughs> and and he's lost each match by a minimum of 18 points um despite that record though he's got patty mahomes deandre hopkins and johnny smith i think all are at this point probably top five in scoring at their position i mean like deandre's got to be number one wide receiver johnny yep. top five and patrick mahomes is patrick mahomes so like the talent is there, and I think I think Andre puts it together this week and and beats and beats Danish for the first win of the season. Um, mm. So that's who I'm taking. I I think it's three to one Andre over Danish this week, right? Looks or, that way. Yeah. I mean, I was going yeah. with I was going with Danish till Gertie sold me on Andre. So no? while trying to sell me on <laughs> Danish. It, no, I mean, that. look. I will. I'm not going to lie. Halfway through my explanation, I really looked at his team for the first time, and I was like, holy shit. This is like the blind leading the blind. But I I just I just can't picture Andre winning. I just can't see it 
I, I think he has he has the opportunity to win this week, but I just I just can't see him in a winner's column. I I, I mean, if he's going to have one chance to win this week, it's going to be this game. That's what I'll say. Hmm. But I still think the fish finds a way because the fish has won a game and he has that winner's mentality so far. He has that edge that I personally don't have, but Andre doesn't have either. <laughs> Sounds like Very you and Andre should make a trade. I hear uh, Ronald Jones and DeAndre Swift are available. Sadly, even with all my injuries, I don't think that would make my team. It would actually make my team much worse. Somehow. <laughs> much, much worse. <laughs> I, and I will say, look, I'm not going to talk about my sources, but it's me. Um, I did try to broach the subject of a trade with Andre, and he said, I don't think we're good partners. He ironically told me he's like looking to bolster his RB position, which goes against everything we've heard. So. <laughs> Fascinating. Oh, love it. So good. What a source. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, predictions so far, Jay. The guest is one in five so far with predictions. So don't know how you feel about that. Yeah. I hope you can maybe turn that around a little bit for us here on episode four or five, whatever episode this is. Well, I have a feeling that I'm going to go against the grain a little bit on some of our, our choices uh, for predictions. So either I'm going to slip right into that classic guest trap and, and shoot us right off to, you know, one and whatever the number is going to be. Or uh, we might turn it around, get bra- break back to even here. One and 11. I can count that. So if you log, got all six wrong, six plus five, carry the two. Yeah, one and 11. Hey, it sounds right to me. Math's still very strong on this podcast. Great work, Mike. Let's go to Gertie for some math. What's 42 minus 1? Uh, enough to get Mike Davis. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> enough to get Mike Davis. Oh, my gosh. So looking at our table, our for our next prediction is uh, is my game, the Guns and Barroses versus uh, Cooking in the Woods. I think it's gonna. It's an even match. Like I'm not saying it's gonna be a, a killing by me over Neville, but I think the pieces are there for for a bit of an upset this week, and I, I could give Neville his first loss. What do you guys think? I can chime uh, in here and say uh, I like. Uh, I think this is gonna be a tough one. I think it's gonna be a tight one. There's no doubt about it. For me, uh, uh, I'm, I'm really gonna just uh, ride on the hot hand, cooking in the woods. Uh, who among us thought uh, we would see Nev in the uh, the first position, going undefeated with the, the most total points? And I think he's just got the, the the guys who are gonna keep on going. So uh, love Ridley. Uh, I think he's gonna keep going. I think Jonathan Taylor is gonna keep going. I think uh, James Robinson's gonna keep going. But like you said, I don't think this. We're not talking a blowout here. We're not talking. Uh, both teams are going to have to perform. Um, Guns and Baroses uh, has uh, you know uh, McLaurin, Gallup, Kamara, Cole, a whole bunch of guys who who have every opportunity to go off. And if they do, then uh, then Cooking in the Woods uh, might be cooked. Um, but like I said, I'm riding the hot hand here, and I'm picking uh, uh, Cooking in the Woods mm-hmm. to take this week. It's fair. Yeah, I think Neville's due for a little regression. I think uh, Ridley's not going to get two touchdowns. I think Woods cooled off a bit last week. Marvin Jones, meh. Against that Arizona defense, looked pretty good. Um, I don't think Wentz will put up too much. I think he could be able to struggle a bit against uh, that Buffalo defense in Buffalo. But I'm giving this one to you, champ. I think Gurley's going to have a big week. I think Fant is going to be a go-to for Denver with Driscoll coming in. Um, And I love Hunt in your flex, so... Um, Murray speaks for himself. Goff solid. Uh, Thanks, Jim. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm with you there. Um, I think Wentz is due for regression. Luckily, the only player he has he can pass to is Dallas Goddard on my team. 
Um, so I think there's some solid opportunity there. But I think Barozas takes it. I think he has the deeper team. And I think that uh, Cook in the Woods um, got all his winning out in all of his leagues by beating me twice. And I don't think, I think that <laughs> expelled all of his power and energy, um, much uh, like Saruman in The Lord of the Rings. And, oh. Wow. And uh, that's over with. Gertie, I like how you're trying to trade a tight end on Philadelphia, and it's not even the best tight end on that team. So, um, you would be surprised as to who has more targets right now. And I'm going to tell you exactly who. His name is Dallas. Got it. Yeah, yeah okay. The guy, the guy has the most targets. Fair, yeah. fair, fair. Our next match is uh, the Russian uh, Chub Machine. Hot to, what, what, what is his name? From Russia with Chubb. Russia with uh, a Chubb. play on the well-known to some James Bond film from Russia with Love. Mm-hmm. Apparently not known to me. That's so strange. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, from Russia with Chubb versus uh, Flacaroni and Cheese. Uh, Flacaroni and Cheese has the projection advantage by about 10, fo- 10 points. It's 124 to 114. Um, I've chosen uh, Flacaroni and Cheese. Uh, I just think that projection is, is sometimes tough to overcome. Um, Michael, Mike has a lot of good players. Tannehill is playing like lights out. Um, Drake and Henry are solid running backs. And his wide receivers, DK Metcalf, is kind of flown under the radar as like a stud. But I think like pretty much at this point in the season, one of the only players playing better than, than DK is, is Calvin Ridley. So um, I think... Um, I think there's a there's a lot of good pieces there for Flacaroni and Cheese to take it. Um, so that's why I'm choosing them. What do you guys think? Yep. I'm with you on uh, the Flacaroni and Cheese train. I think uh, he will be taking it this week. And I, I, I feel bad for Chubb because uh, I want him to win. I, I want Curtis to win. But I also... Uh, also want him to lose, so he. I actually have someone to commiserate with as the winless teams in this league. Um, and I think you know Nick Chubb had the All Star performance last week. I think last week, if he was going to win, if he was going to have the big win, it was going to be last week when all his team fired on all cylinders. But he couldn't pull that one out. So, um, Flacaroni, I think this is a this is yours. For me, I think uh, I'm a little bit uh, colored by personal experience. I know that we should obviously be uh, doing our predictions with our, our heads, not our hearts. But to me, it's more like flaccid aroni in cheese. I played them last week, and, and they uh, they were nothing. They were uh, um, a wet noodle. Indeed. Uh, you know, barely uh, dust on my boots, which I immediately cleaned upon entering my home. I think uh, Landry is uh, is uh, not there. I think Drew Brees probably gets negative points this week. I think that, uh, you know, Travis Kelsey, what has he done for me lately? You know, personally, not a lot. So Kenyon Drake, I mean, he basically is in trade rumors every week. He can't take a lot of uh, sap from there. And I like, uh, I like, uh, uh, you know, you guys, you, you look at the clock and it's eleven eleven, and that's surprising. It means something. You make a wish. I'm looking at Curtis, number ten. He's sitting tenth this week, and I'm thinking to myself, that's got to mean something. And to me, it means that he beats Flacaroni and Cheese 
probably without really trying. You know, he might not even throw Hunter Henry into his starting lineup. Maybe he doesn't even care that he's got Dwayne Haskins on the bench and Baker can't hit anything Mayfield on the on the starters. You know, maybe he doesn't switch him. Chase Claypool, who, who knows what he could do? So I just see a lot of room for mixing and matching depending on the injuries that are coming out. And like I say, this is a hard choice for me, um, but I see from Russell with Chubb giving me half Chubb right now. <laughs> Oh, wow. thank you for that very detailed information, Jay. Yeah, I'm in, Jay. Count me in. I'm going, Curtis. I don't even need to say anything. Just let's go. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Our next our next uh, matchup is Purple Cheese Durple versus Andre's team, which is not Andre. It's Suds. Um, across the board, we've all chosen Andre's team, the presumptive winner of this matchup. Um, so I'll pose the question like this, guys. Is that more... A testament to Suds's lineup, or is is something going awry with uh, with Herp Herple Cheese Derp? Both, <laughs> both here. I love Suds's yeah. team, and we've talked on this podcast before. Um, we usually don't talk uh, nice of people on this podcast, but I think we've talked pretty nice about his uh, team so far. Don't like Ayuk. Jones is struggling, but we know Jones could go out and throw up three touchdowns this Sunday. Don't necessarily love the running backs, especially David Johnson against Pittsburgh. So I think uh, Ryan's in a little bit of hot water, and I think Suds is going to take this one. Yeah, I'm there. I think it's a little bit of both, too. Um, I think Suds put together a solid squad, but I just don't think it's Ryan's week. Yeah, I'm on the same page. We're looking at the spread, and we know we can't always trust the uh, Yahoo point projections, but we got about a 123, 124 to 106 spread here. And, and, and Ryan just, you know, his team's not instilling confidence. Brendan Ayuk is one of his top three receivers. Kirk Cousins has been just losing the script uh, thus far this season. Adrian Peterson is about to just explode. Um, and I don't see a lot to, to give me a lot of confidence. Now, you know, we got to say, we got to be fair to Ryan here. He's got some some issues. He's got Mostert, obviously, is on the bench and injured. Michael Thomas is sitting there. We got to, you know, we don't want to, you know, you know, Sam Darnold rightfully on the bench as well. Uh, you know, uh, it's a tough week for him. I think, you know, if those players are healthy, we're looking at a different matchup. But, uh, but yeah, week three is not going to be a fun one for Ryan. Okay, good analysis. Uh, we'll move on to our next matchup. It looks like Pelt, our guest Jay, and myself all have Jay winning the matchup. You're the only one that's chosen uh, yourself. Give us your best case as to why you can beat Jay this week. And then we'll throw it over to to Jay to uh, to defend. So you're up first, yeah. right? I'm going to start off just by saying that I've been the underdog before. The year I joined the league, I was the underdog, even third. Second year I joined the league, they're like, that guy just got off to a hot start. I won it. Uh, last year, I was so confident I drafted Jamie's Winston, and it almost didn't kill me. So I've been there before, and I, I can take it. Uh, the reason why I think my team can win is, one, you've seen the chemistry now between Herbert and Keenan Allen. He's due for a fairly big game. Uh, Allen Robinson has been targeted nine times a game twice in the first two and uh, a stat was shared with me today that yes 40 percent of those balls were uncatchable but in <laughs> my win you do only, listen <laughs> only 10 percent of those balls are uncatchable making the other 30 percent catchable making it a very big week for alan robinson um mike davis i think you know, came to the season and i had saquon and sanders as my rbs and had they been healthy it would have been a tour de force, another victory. Um, having said that, I got a very good price for Mike Davis. And that price is going to lead <laughs> me to a win because Mike Davis is going to do what CMC did. Not as well, but almost. 
And the other reason why I'm going to win and I'm going to shut all of you up and my WhatsApp is going to be flowing mm -hmm. like the rivers of the Nile is when Dallas Goddard and Evan Ingram both put up huge numbers and the tight end position is once again solidified as one that is a hot commodity in this league. And then maybe I don't even want to trade them because they've done so well and then the tables have turned. So, um, oh, I'm also going to mention that I have Tom Brady and Deshaun Watson as my QBs. And yes, Brady has looked a little bit old so far this season, but I think this is a matchup uh, where he gets a healthy Chris Godwin and he just lets it run. Jay, I will let you uh, rebut uh, before or uh, just after I say, Gertie, you sound delusional. But uh, Jay, you why lay, lay it on us? Why uh, why Jay's delusional or Gertie's delusional? Now listen, why uh, is Jay delusional? Yeah, great <laughs> questions. Great questions. I think you know. Let's not be too harsh. Allen Robinson, yeah, absolutely, totally, totally good player, really good player. Who's his QB? Oh, it's Mitch Trubisky. Right. All right, that's dealt with. Um, so we have uh, Keenan Allen. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's doing so good. He got under four points in week one. I'm shaking in my boots. Did you just say that Mr. Davis is going to do what CMC does against the Chargers who give up the fewest fantasy points to the RB position this year? Sure. All right, that's fine. Um, well, listen, I'm looking at here, and you got uh, Dallas Goddard, who is uh, the most targeted tight end in Philadelphia. Uh, you also have a tight end in your flex spot, so... You know, let's let's not get ahead of ourselves. And uh, Tom Brady, I think you were trying to say something good about Tom Brady. He had less than ten points last week, so I'm I'm feeling like I'm not too worried about this matchup. Now, listen, we all know that fantasy is crazy. Things happen every day that are unexplainable. Um, but one of the things that's not going to happen is <laughs> me losing to Saquon these because you don't got Saquon. He's just these. Wow. <laughs> That is a bow on top. My goodness. <clears throat> so I'm just going to rebuttal that very briefly before you gentlemen continue Move on. Your, yeah. your delusional tirade from there. Um, you know, my Keenan Allen, and I'm going to call him my Keenan Allen because he's mine, um, was getting passes thrown by Neville's QB, Tyrod Taylor. And now that Tyrod is out of the picture... Um, he is going to be getting the balls that he got in week two. And those were actually catchable balls. And they threw it over 300 yards. And Keenan's going to be the recipitory of that. Um, yes, I, I'm starting two tight ends. It's not that funny. But <laughs> so I, what? Everybody so does what? it. So what? Everybody does it. <laughs> I personally have um, two butt cheeks and one re run really nice tight end. So it makes sense. What you have to dive deeper into these numbers are, and Jay, let me educate you a little bit on uh, the way football works, is that oh, you want to start the players that catch the most balls. Usually the players that have the most targets are the ones who might catch the most balls. So um, when we think about the New York Giants, the New York football Giants, uh, with terrible turf, um, is they've lost Shepard. They have lost Barkley. Um, Slayton is your deep threat. And Golden Tate can barely stay healthy. So who do you need down the middle? You need old trusty Dropley uh, Evan Ingram. Um, and then in Philadelphia, they literally don't have anyone to pass the ball to. Uh, Alshon put on a helmet today. That's more than he's done in like seven years. Um, but they don't have Raygor. Deshaun Jackson is barely healthy. And they need a, they're, they're a team that passes the ball to the tight end. And so I think that it's going to be 
more than you think. Look, if I can lose to Tyler Higby catching three fucking touchdowns, I can win with two touchdowns. <laughs> that's, that's the point. That's the rant right there. And again, just want to throw a, a last word on it, if I may. Both of those tight ends available for trade for just about anything you can offer. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's a good uh, way to finish that uh, analysis. We'll go to our last match of the week. Uh, the Dak Knight Rises versus the Token Blackman. Um, we have a split on the panel. Um, I believe the Dak Knight Ri Rises takes this match, the projection, is 127.32 for DKR versus uh, 114.97 for the token black. Mm -hmm. Just the, I think it's uh, all the points that we've said before, but team, it, it's just a, a fairly even team across the board. Darren Waller is, is his tight end. He came, he exploded on Monday night for uh, a career game. Um, I just, I, I, I take a look at Nolan's team and I'm just not quite sure there's a weakness to it. Sorry, Pat. Did you just say tight ends put up a ton of points? I, that's the only thing I heard from what you just said. Oh, good, good tight ends. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah uh, I'm with you on the Dak Knight train. Um, I think DKR, as we uh, like to call it, um, is going to win the matchup. Uh, you know, sorry to go against my uh, my fellow champ um, and Mike, but that's what happens when you reject a trade offer. And so I believe that uh, Nolan does have the upper hand in this trade, um, in this season, and in this matchup. So I'm going to go with Nolan there, and uh, I'd love to hear, Mike, why you think you're going to take this one. Yeah, I honestly think it'll be really close. Um, also, Gertie, just want to point out that everything you've said on this podcast basically sounds really personal. So it's a great that you're putting aside <laughs> your bias, and uh, thank you for that. <laughs> Um, okay, you know what? I was driving this entire time, so I couldn't actually even look at the teams. But now that I have a minute, let's get some real hard-hitting analysis here. Give me a second. Let me open up this stupid fucking app. Okay, while you're doing that, um, I'll tell you about... Uh, no, it's open now. No, no, it's oh, open okay. now. It's open now. So you got Cam Newton versus third-round pick Joe Burrows. Um, I think Pat has talked at length about why that makes no sense. Um, you got Godwin back. Um, who is going to be great with Tom Brady. Kenny Galladay is finally healthy, and sure, will be, will be shadowed by Patrick Pete. Yeah, Galladay's playing. Yeah, he I was injured, and now he's... he's I'm just saying, yeah, like, I don't know, I wouldn't know if I'd call him healthy, but carry on. I mean, he's playing. That's fine. Yeah, That's fine. Sure. Um, the weakness that I will say is that Nolan does have A.J. Brown in his lineup, who doesn't look like he's playing. So... He might have to put in Corey Davis, who's then the number one option. So that kind of cancels itself out. Uh, he's got the running back by committee in Hilaire and Josh Jacobs, which um, right now in Baltimore, it's kind of a committee. I think Dobbins will end up being the best, but right now it's a committee. Um, he has the better tight end, which is a very valuable position. And he does have David Montgomery, who has been really good in his sophomore season. Um, where I say he has weakness is... You win the Prescott versus Rivers matchup um, at the second our, at second QB. Um, but then again, not everyone gives up points like the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, let me tell you. That's my expert analysis. That's why I think no one's going to win. All right. Well, I think it'll be a close match. And I like my ceiling. And that's why I'm putting Chano in tonight. I think Chano is going to have a night tonight. And I think if I'm going to win my matchup, it's because he pops off for a TD and some good yardage. 
Um, so I'm taking a bit of a risk there. Haven't decided what I'm going to do. I'll still have Fuller and Judy on Sunday. Um, I know if I bench Fuller, he's going to go for three TDs. Um, but yeah, I'm taking a risk. I've got Jacecki. I've got Chano coming in tonight. And I really think that they're going to kick off my week well. I think third round pick Joe Burrow is starting to play well. Uh, he's meshing with his team now. Uh, maybe, maybe he's playing maybe. so well. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. He looks he, great. He's playing awesome. I think Dobbins. Yeah, I think he's that definitely worthy be. of a fifth round pick. <laughs> Take it easy there, Owen. Too. Um, <laughs> I think the Monday night matchup will be fun, and I kind of hope our matchup comes down to Dobbins versus Edwards Hilaire. Well, I do and I don't because then I might lose. But um, yeah, you don't wish that. I think uh, it'll be a fun rookie running back matchup uh, just from a football perspective Monday night. So hoping my boys can pull through and I'm giving myself the win. Yeah. Uh, Jay, you you can jump in here. We uh, at the beginning of the segment, we said that we were split, but I've noticed in our table that uh, your answer has changed. Do you want to uh... listen? Listen, maybe it's just that uh, after so much uh, of Gertie's crazy talk, I'm, I'm now on the crazy train with him. Uh, you know, initially I was looking at, uh, at what we had here, and if, if a couple of the token Blackman's uh, players pop off, then, uh, then we really got a shot. But I've got Galladay in another league, so I'm thinking he's going to play. i got Jacobs in another league, so I really hope he plays. Um, like we said, we got the Corey Davis sub in for AJ Brown, which really was a turning point for me. And we don't even have to sit with Phillip Rivers in the second QB spot. We can throw Fitzer in there and he can just huck some bombs tonight. Um, I just see a, a team that, uh, you know, has a lot going for it. Like I say, riding the hot hand two and O feeling good about Nolan. And, uh, and there's nothing that really kind of grabs me. I'm seeing a, uh, you know, an Ezekiel Elliott, but, uh, Seattle gives up the sixth fewest fantasy points to running back. And that's a tough matchup for him. And if you're really putting a lot of hopes in the baskets of Will Fuller or Sh- Smith Schuster, uh, I, I don't think uh, there's a there's enough for me to root for there. So, uh, yeah, it, you know, guys, maybe I'm just I'm 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 on, I'm on the the Kool Aid, um, but here I am uh, making a switch, and I'm pulling. Uh, I'm thinking the uh, DKR is going to pull out the win here. All right. Well, great stuff. So that's it. That's the end of our projections. I uh, I think that's pretty much it for this week's episode. We do have a a new um, development. We are going to introduce a mailbag to mm. the podcast. So if you have a question, um, you can uh, direct message uh, myself or Pelt or Gertie. We'll bring it up on the podcast. We'll answer it in basically. I think this uh, this section of the the podcast and. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's it. So, um, do you guys have anything else you want to say? No, just uh, Jay. Thanks for coming on. Like I said, definitely our first choice, not our third. Um, so glad you were here and able to make it tonight. Absolutely, yeah, just yeah, thrilled. Thanks, just thrilled to be the first choice guest. Uh, thanks so much for having me, guys. It's been a pleasure. Stay classy, champs. All right, see you, champs and Jay. Hurtful but fair. I guess Gertie just doesn't uh, want to say bye. Or... He's gone. Oh, he's gone. Is he on mute and he doesn't know it? No, he's he's not a... like his team. All right. Well, I guess. Well, you uh... know what? He, he did he did, he did a lot of talking tonight, so we'll uh, we'll sign off for Gertie. Still a little bit. Can you not hear me? But no. Oh, there he is. There little he technical I difficulty. Talking, I was talking the whole time. I was uh, coming up with some really good points that you really awfully missed out on, which is too bad. Probably had to do with tight ends. Most likely oh. did. It definitely did. All right. See you later, boys. Later, boys. Can't wait to get in the wind column this week and uh, join you guys there. See you, Jams.